I'm always amazed at just how much how much energy and time we we think about what we're going to eat and our weight and worrying about it. And if we're able to just create strategies to free up some of that energy, wow, how much more we can accomplish in our personal goals and professional goals and, and just family centered goals. Just so there's so much more. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella, and today we are joined by the one and only Miss Kimberly Snyder, the creator of the Beauty Detox series. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Oh, hey Ella, thanks so much for having me. Kimberly, how do I even begin to introduce you to the people who (laughs) don't know you? I mean, you're a nutritionist, I understand that, but you go so far beyond food. I know that you are a nutritionist for the mind, body, and soul, if you will. I know you're a yogini, a yoga guru. I know that you're a New York Times best-selling author. Kimberly, I know you own Glow Bio, an organic smoothie juice and cleanse company that is just doing amazing things out there in the West Coast. Kimberly, what else is there to say about you? <laughs> you know, as you mentioned, you know, formally I am a nutritionist, but in my work that I see that everything is really interrelated in one's lifestyle. And What's great, later on in the year, I have another book coming out called Radical Beauty, which goes into sleep and skincare and movement and a lot of the other topics, which I haven't been able to write about formally yet, but that I do teach about and talk about in my my blogs um, that I'm writing with Deepak Chopra, actually. So... I like to just say that I'm I'm a wellness expert, which is so generic. Uh, Wellness and beauty expert is what I get tapped into a lot. But of course, I I do believe that food and nutrition is is the, the foundation of looking and feeling your best. And it's something that is often the easiest for people to start with because food is tangible and you can see it and you can smell it and you can pick it up. And then we can go deeper and deeper into, um, for instance, my last book, the, the Beauty Detox Power, we talk a lot about the mental mindset. We talk about rebuilding the gut. We talk about the root issues of food cravings. And I found in my work, it's, you know, it can start with the physical, but then there's, a, especially for women, we have so much deep, um, just emotional and mental connections to foods and the reason we eat a certain way. And until we really balance different emotions and different parts of our mind, we're going to see some of the same um, issues cropping up around food for the long term. Kimberly, that's so true. And that's honestly what this show is all about, because we could talk about food all day long, but until your mindset is in the right space and until you're allowing yourself to focus there as much as you might focus on, say, dropping a dress size, until mm-hmm. you can get that mental power sorted, then everything else is for naught, in my opinion. It's true. And and you'll notice if you just start to really pay attention to what you're eating and what you're craving, for instance, if you find yourself 
always craving ice cream, which is very soft and soothing, and you may want it after a long day. It feels like a reward. That's a very type of, very different type of food craving than something like, oh, I always crave crunchy corn chips or, you know, just chips in general, which is something hard to bite bite down on. It's cathartic. It, It releases tension from your jaw. So as we start to really observe ourselves and just to see certain patterns, you can learn a lot and then we can go deeper in creating balance, which is so important for all of us. And then it creates a lot of freedom. You know, Ella, I always say all these women I work with, all these readers, all my clients, I'm always amazed at how much. And I used to be the same way myself, by the way, when I was struggling with my weight and my acne and all that. It's amazed how much us women spend, um, how much energy and time we we think about what we're going to eat and and our weight and worrying about it. And if we're able to just create strategies to free up some of that energy, wow, how much more we can accomplish in our personal goals and professional goals and, and just family centered goals. Just so there's so much more. So this is a big place that I'm committed to helping free up energy for for women and people everywhere. That is inc- that is so powerful that I want to spend a moment on this for just a second. That one concept that if we could redirect the energy that we are pouring into our outward appearance or into whatever we might be eating in a day or the energy that we pour into berating ourselves for whatever we may have eaten prior, mm-hmm. if we could redirect that energy into accomplishment or service or whatever speaks to you, imagine we would be unstoppable. I mean, imagine just in your own life, just to make this real. And I actually think that turning this into a prayer or a meditation can be a very powerful thing to do. If you just said, you know, please allow me to take this energy that's focused so inwardly and allow me to focus that on X, you know, whatever you know Mm -hmm. would be meaningful for you. I think that's such a powerful, powerful thing to ask the universe for. Well, yes. And a very simple analogy, Ella, is imagine there's three dresses in your closet that a stylist helped pick you out, you know, pick out for you, or you know they you look perfect in these dresses. So when you go to a party, you just put on the dress, you feel confident in the dress, you don't even think about it. It's one thing you put on, you go out, and at the party you're focused on great conversation and just mingling with people, and you never for a minute think, oh, how's my outfit look? And you don't tug on your dress and you don't try to adjust it. It's just it just is this thing that you know you don't have to worry about. So the same thing could could happen if you know how to eat properly, you feel good in your body, you know that you're nourishing yourself correctly, and then over time you naturally slim down to your ideal weight, your skin starts looking great, then you can focus, as we're saying, on all this other stuff. It's amazing how much energy you can free up. It's it's, you know, the, the dress analogy is like a like a, a minute, tiny, tiny little speck of how much so many of us worry about our appearance, worry about our cellulite, worry about, oh, do I look bloated? Did I eat too many calories? Am I eating enough protein? Did I eat too many carbs? How many grams of sugar? I mean, it's so confusing. It's just these mental arithmetic games we have to play, these, these apps to chart what we're eating. Um, so what we can talk about today, Ella, in my beauty detox philosophy, it's so simple. There's a couple big principles to follow and you free up energy, you free up digestion, and that becomes the foundation for really maintaining your weight much more effortlessly long-term. Kimberly, tell me why the emphasis on beauty. Tell us what that means to you. Sure. So 
the name of my books are um, fall under the beauty detox umbrella. So beauty detox solution, beauty detox foods, the beauty detox power. And I use beauty in a very different way. I use detox in a very different way. Beauty to me is synonymous with health. And to me, beauty isn't a shallow concept. It's not just, oh, you know, my my makeup looks good or I'm having a good hair day or um, limited to a certain set of uh, very specific features. Oh, you know, I have the perfectly pointed nose or whatever. It's it, it's a reflection of how healthy and um, your, your organs are on the inside. So for instance, when you have really strong, healthy blood, you're practicing ongoing cleansing and detoxing, your skin's going to glow. You're going to look the best for you. And this idea of beauty is that we all, if you look in nature, whether it's a big oak tree or a skinny little weeping willow or a palm tree, there's so many expressions, but they're all beautiful. So my concept of beauty is that we're all unique and it's part of our essence to have this beauty. It's our divine birthright. And my goal is to just help that be expressed in the highest form, which means not just focusing on makeup and shampoo, even though those things are great and nice to have, but really building that deep beauty on the inside. And so the outside becomes a barometer when your eyes become more white and when, when they become more bright and clear, you can know that you're increasing the circulation and reducing inflammation and reducing free radicals in your body, which are important for preventing disease. And if you have you know, sickness, helping uh, to support the healing process and the rejuvenation process of your own body. So it's much, much deeper than this surface idea of of, you know, there's one ideal in society and we're only achieving it through, through external means. It's deeper. It's, it's, you know, has to do with your energy and your vitality, your confidence. Um, you know, I'm a big believer, a big promoter of meditation, of different spiritual practices, of affirmations, of believing in yourself. I think these are all really important. And the same thing when I use the word detox, sometimes we think, oh, that's just something you do a few days here and there. But to me, it's not just what you're putting in. It's not just eating well. It's making sure that you're, which we'll talk about more in a minute, Ella, you know, this is my favorite topic, but (laughs) making sure that you're constantly cleaning out. It's what I call ongoing detox. There's principles in eating. Um, In my last book, The Beauty Detox Power, I talk about relationship detox, getting away from negativity, detoxing negative thoughts. So it becomes this twofold thing of, you know, you're putting in the best and you're also taking out and clearing space for what doesn't serve you anymore. So let's talk about the main elements then, Kimberly, of what comprise the beauty detox philosophy. And I know we could go down any number of roads. We could talk about nutrition. We could talk about movement and energy and power. But Mm -hmm. let's start with our favorite bucket. Let's talk about food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you and in your books I have to say were just instrumental for me it's always fun for me when I get to have people on the show that I've been reading for years and years and years and I am so pleased and honored to be able to have you on because you definitely fall in that category for mm-hmm. me and you're, you certainly do and your books were so helpful to me in understanding that food is information for my body to use and whatever information I give it or it's a means to an end And whatever fuel I put in my body will be a means to the relevant end or the applicable end. And so if I want to choose foods that 
I like, but my body doesn't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that will have one set of ramifications. And how much can I really like it if my body doesn't like it? Um, Or if I choose foods that my body does like and does appreciate, then it actually manifests itself in me inwardly and outwardly. And, And it was just an interesting way to think about it for someone who is a little bit snowed under a lot of different concepts and confused. And I think a lot of people find themselves in that situation, Kimberly. Oh, yes. I mean, if you just turn on any television show or you know, different magazines you pick up, everything out there, it's so confusing. And I really believe it doesn't have to be. I think the problem is now, you know, we're in 2016. There's a huge focus now on numbers, right? And when I say numbers, I mean how many calories did you eat, grams of protein, grams of carbs, this obsession with tracking everything. And we need to take a step back and realize that calorie counting didn't even come into play until around the 1960s. Before that, people ate meals, they, they, you know, they ate more whole foods, um, you know, the advent of canning and uh, really processing food sort of changed things. But when you look historically, people didn't rely on numbers to determine what to eat. And they were actually a lot healthier and a lot thinner. And um, part of my journey was that I backpacked around the world for three years um, after college. And I started to really observe, you know, back then in college, I was obsessed with calorie counting. I drank diet soda because it had zero calories. I didn't understand the alkaline acidic principle, which we'll talk about. So I started seeing all these really thin, beautiful women and they didn't count or track anything. So all this observation and all this confusion and, you know, I tried everything. I tried high protein, low carb. Then I tried just low calorie, uh, low fat. I mean, (laughs) everything you can imagine. And what I have found out, what is the foundation of the beauty detox philosophy is first that we need to look at our bodies holistically and have respect for the fact that we're not machines. You know, the, the whole thing that created the calorie was something that they, it was a, a machine that they put into water, right? That raised, you know, had to do with raising the temperature one degree and, and all this stuff, but it wasn't even on a human body. So what I first teach people is your body is so complex. Your body has, you know, hormones and it has digestive enzymes and circulation and cardiovascular. There's so much going on in your system that we need to respect that it's not a machine. And if you try and just rely on numbers, then you'll never get the results you want. First of all, you'll go crazy because it's so confusing and it's always changing. And secondly, because uh, an avocado, 500 calories, let's say from an avocado, is going to digest very differently in your body than 500 calories of, uh, let's say, potato chips, which are fried and have vegetable, fried vegetable oils in them. So the foundation of my program is to understand how to optimize your digestion. Health, and now even more research is showing this as well with, you know, the the popularity of the brain-gut access and probiotics. Your health and your beauty start in your gut. And it starts with really focusing on how you digest foods. And there's strategies we can do to optimize that digestion. A lot of us think, oh, we don't even think about the food once we've eaten it. We don't think about, oh, now it has to go down the esophagus. Different enzymes are secreted in my stomach. Different ones are secreted for different types of food. What are the combinations of the foods I'm eating? We just think it almost like a garbage compactor. Just have whatever, 
I'm tracking my points, if I'm doing Weight Watchers and I'm having, you know, a certain amount of this and that, we don't think about how the food digests. And this is a huge, huge thing because even for me, when I was doing this, I was always bloated when I was tracking just calories. I had, my skin was breaking out and I was constipated and I didn't link all these things together with the fact that I couldn't lose weight. And then when I started realizing, oh, it's actually all related. And the key to keeping weight off, the key to having great skin and looking younger is really digestion. So when you read the Beauty Detox Solution, which really lays down the foundation, you'll see that, um, you know, I use a lot of diagrams and you know, I'm a very visual person, but I believe, you know, the reason that we age quickly, the reason you know aging gets accelerated isn't because, oh, you know, now my metabolism is slowing down. Now I'm just getting older. It's because there's this buildup of toxicity in our system. Mm-hmm. And the longer we go on, the more it builds. So my approach is twofold. It's number one, removing what's in there. And we we use fiber and we use enzymes and we use different uh, eating strategies for that. And B, going forward, we eat in such a way that we don't compile that toxic waste. And then just employing these strategies, the beauty detox principles, you just have a lot more energy, your body gets a lot cleaner, and it's so much easier to maintain your weight. And you don't have to, you don't have to count any calories at all or protein grams or anything. Let's break these down so that people can start applying some of these principles in their own lives. Let's talk about first step one, remove sure. what's in there. You mentioned fiber, enzymes, and eating strategies. Can we talk about those? Sure. So I think the simplest um, simplest way to start is in the morning and with, with some tangible things we can do. Enzymes are basically... Uh, well, well, let's explain just a few things. Enzymes are like the electricity. Enzymes start to spark and they can break up, um, you know, acidic waste, old matter. Um, they can just start to get things moving. But it, you need fiber, which is like a broom and sweeps things out. You need things to push out that toxicity. Otherwise, you can absorb it. Another quick principle I want to touch on, which many of you probably have heard on, is this idea of alkalizing your body. Basically, there's a pH scale from zero to 14 and seven is neutral. And if it's between, if something's between zero and seven, it's considered more acidic and seven to 14 is more um, basic or alkaline. Our blood is slightly alkaline already, around 7.35 to 7.45. We want to be more alkaline in general because When we're more alkaline, there's more oxygen in our body. There's more, our bodies can repair. There's more, um, we're absorbing our nutrition better. There's less of that toxic waste. We don't get sick as much. There's less inflammation. And yes, it's much easier to maintain our weight. When we're really acidic and there's that buildup, our body tends to hold on to things. And cellulite, um, the appearance of cellulite is exacerbated. We get those dark circles under our eyes. We're more tired. We're more susceptible to different illnesses. So that that being um, that, keeping that in mind, I will say that part of the strategy then, as as I mentioned, Ella, is to get out what's in there and to you know go forward and keep your body clean. We talked about enzymes and we talked about fiber. And the third thing I want to mention is eating more alkaline foods. And the most alkalizing foods on the planet are vegetables, but specifically greens, 
They have a lot of minerals. They help to rebuild our cells. And then ripe fruit, which have tons of enzymes, tons of different vitamins, and they're very, very cleansing. So what does this mean? This means that the most powerful thing that you can start to do is to start shifting your morning routine. What you're going to do, and I'm going to break it down in a minute, you're going to start your day with hot water with lemon, and you're going to then have my glowing green smoothie. If you just do the morning routine, just that, that's going to make a huge difference already. Kimberly, let's talk about the hot water with lemon because a lot of people hear lemon and they think acid, acidic, but it's not when it's processed in the system. Is that right? Correct. We think of lemon, lime, all these foods as sort of having a acid um, flavor profile to balance out a dressing. But when we're talking about alkalinity, we're talking about the ash that's left in the body post-digestion. So lemon is actually one of the most alkalizing foods. So the reason that we want to have that first thing in the morning is that the hot water just helps to relax your whole system. It promotes better and bigger bowel movements, which are very important. And the lemon itself has lots of vitamin C, and it also has enzymes which support your liver. And your liver is very important because it's your main fat burning organ and it's your main detoxifying organ. And starting every day by giving your liver that little boost long term is going to do great things for your weight and for your beauty. Kimberly, I want to talk about the glowing green smoothie next, your signature item. But I have a quick question for you with regard to acidic foods. Can you just share some examples of foods on the other side of the spectrum? Sure. What would be acidic? So first of all, any type of soda diet or regular is very, very acid forming in the body. It actually leaches some B vitamins, some minerals. Um, Dairy is very acid forming. Meat is very acid forming. Um, Processed foods, caffeine, uh, cigarettes, which isn't really a food, but just in general, um, all these pro-inflammatory things, you know, bad oils, trans fats. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to give up, you know, meat all all the time. You don't have to be a full vegan if you don't want to be. But what it does mean is recognizing that these foods are acid-forming. It means that we need to really balance with more portion, bigger portion sizes of the fruits and vegetables so there's a balance in your body. now, Now, Ella, there's all these diets that, So, you know, I meet people and they think that they can't get enough protein, right? They can just sit there and have all the egg whites they want. And we've gone through periods where fat has been demonized and now we're in an age where people are scared of carbs. But then people think, oh, they can have as much protein as they want. And that's really not true because if you have too much protein, it puts a tremendous amount of um, pressure on your kidneys and your liver. Your body will get very acidic and you will age very quickly. So... Um, it has to be managed. It can be a strategy for sure for losing weight, but um, I don't want you to just lose weight. I want you to slim down and also look young and healthy and, and not age your skin at an accelerated rate. So let me see if I'm clear on the distinction that you're making. So some foods are more alkaline than others. Some foods are more acidic than others. Water, of course, would be neutral. And if you are consuming 
the majority or the mainstay of your diet over in the acidic spectrum, which I have to say the standard American diet is, yes, then your body is going to be in a far more acidic state, which is, by the way, a disease breeding ground. Cancer cannot grow effectively in an alkaline body. Cancer grows in acidic conditions. Cancer and any type of inflammatory disease. And also you can see it again, the connection between beauty and health. You see it in your skin, your your skin wrinkles Mm -hmm. faster. Mm -hmm. And something I want to clarify for the audience, because I know, let me tell you, some people are like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mentioned meat and processed foods and dairy all at the same time. And here's the deal. Everybody has a different formula that works for them, but meat and dairy are, in fact, more acid-forming. So for the people who do very well with some meat in their diet and don't rely on it, like it's a primary food group, like it's the only food group, but for people who are able to incorporate meat very effectively into their diet, it's good for them to understand that in a meal, you want to balance the acid-forming foods with alkaline foods, which means that you would have a plate that was 60% veggies with your normal size portion of protein and that's going to create balance in your body it's not about going way down one side of the spectrum or another and i think kimberly sometimes people want like that kind sort of magic bullet or easy answer or they take things and they 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 get rather myopically focused on that that one thing does that does that make sense so i just want to remind them of the balanced picture exactly it's balanced you can do it visually um i would actually strive more for um in in, you know in my in my personal philosophy i would say more 80 percent like my 80 20 rule is you can have 20 percent acid forming foods but really 80 percent of your calories should come from this this um or 80 percent of your plate you look down of it should be made of of alkalizing foods actually i take your point kimberly and in fact i don't do well with meat so i'm kind of on the 99 percent plan mm-hmm. but i totally take your point if you can start with a plant centric mm-hmm. nutritional plan and then everything else is supplemental to that your health will be completely revitalized Well, your health is going to be revitalized. And here's another big thing that people forget when we're just trying to measure all the calories and the grams of protein is that only plant foods have fiber, which is one of the things we talked about. Fiber is so important for everything. Fiber helps to maintain your energy, your blood sugar levels. Fiber keeps you full without obsessing about calories. <laughs> so if you're naturally eating more plant foods, what happens is you just get more full because animal products just don't have any fiber at all, right? So it becomes a natural way of controlling portion size without being obsessed. And you, you, your body, you know, there's this great quote from uh, T. Colin Campbell, PhD, who wrote um, the China study and was part of that huge research, this huge nutritional study, which was conducted over 35 years measuring human populations, which, by the way, found that dairy was the number one most acid forming, most was a contributor to a lot of these, the rise of certain diseases. Again, in this study, anyways, he, he's, he has a great quote where he says, if you eat whole foods and you eat mostly all plant foods, your body does the math for you. And so it's it's really, really true. I think we're so obsessed with trying to get enough protein that people are having their Greek yogurt in the morning and then they're eating all these eggs. And if you're going, again, we're not saying that you have to be all vegetarian or vegan, but let's say you do like eggs, eat them on a salad. So now you're having the alkalizing greens and you're balancing some of the acidity of the eggs. Or if you really love having 
you know, chicken or you want to eat a steak once in a while. Have a huge portion size of vegetables. Start with a raw green salad and then you can have some of the, you know, that meat. But we certainly don't need these massive portion sizes that a lot of restaurants are serving now. Well, let's talk about how your glowing green smoothie gets people going in the mornings. Like how does that fit in? Okay. So yeah, back to the idea of the morning routine. Let's say you've woken up and imagine you haven't eaten anything since dinner the night before. What What's happening? When you look at your body in the morning, you may have bad breath. Most of all of us need to brush our teeth before we go in public. You need to take a shower. Hopefully you have a bowel movement. You may, you know, there's what coating on your tongue. What's happening is your body has shifted from digesting now to cleanse mode. So your body is actually, you know, part of that detox, I was saying, ongoing cleansing. Your body is not actively actively digesting new food. So what we want to do in the morning, as I mentioned, you're having your hot water with lemon, which supports your liver. Then when you have the glowing green smoothie, you're giving your body nutrition, but you're not weighing it down with having it having to have something really heavy in the morning, such as a bagel with cream cheese or um, pancakes or something like that. Those foods can be saved for later. In the morning, if you just have the glowing green smoothie from, um, you know, when you wake up to lunch and you can have more of it. And if you're really hungry later on, you could have something really simple like steel cut oatmeal made with water. But what that's going to do is it's going to supply you with a tremendous amount of enzymes, minerals, protein. Yes, protein in the form of amino acids, free form amino acids and lots of fiber. One serving of the glowing green smoothie has upwards, depending on the recipe you use, seven, eight, nine grams of fiber. So now your blood sugar, you're going into the day with stable blood sugar. Your energy is nice and steady. You feel amazing. You have so much energy. You know, Ella, one the strongest animal on earth is the gorilla. And last year I was in Rwanda and I was able to observe the gorillas and see their big muscles and see them in the jungles. And they're just eating bamboo. They're eating greens all day. And when you're making the glowing green smoothie, you're having so many greens and you're blending them. So your body is able to take those amino acids from the greens and actually build your muscles and build protein chains. So this idea that, oh, I need to eat the Greek yogurt in the morning because I need protein in the morning. That doesn't mean that's the only source, you know, that dense dairy in the morning would be um, for many people, very difficult to digest, very congestive. And now you're starting with like a brick in your stomach versus having something like the glowing green smoothie, which virtually takes no digestive power at all. It's pre it's blended. So it's pre-digested. It's a whole food. It's not a juice. We keep the fiber in it. We respect nature, which grows the fruits and vegetables with the fiber and the juice intact. So now you're having these whole foods in the morning and you're just going to feel amazing and your your skin's going to look great. You'll have so much more energy. So we will obviously post the glowing green smoothie recipe so people can check that out. I lived off of that for an entire season and my routine changes and fluctuates depending mm. on where I am and what my body's telling me. And I was inspired to go back to that recipe recently just because I needed a little bit more energy and a little less heaviness in the morning. Mm -hmm. So my philosophy, Kimberly, always is to listen to Mm -hmm. your body. I love feeling light but satisfied. That's like the perfect state of being. (laughs) Exactly. And and here's here's the thing, because we talked about how green it is. It's actually really delicious because it's about 70% green, but there's fruit. Um, So so you can mix and match your greens. Um, The classic formula has... um, 
spinach, or kale and dark leafy romaine, celery, and then I encourage uh, parsley or cilantro as well. If you like those herbs, uh, which help to chelate heavy metals, they help to uh, they have a further cleansing effect in your body. And then there's always, always, always lemon juice in it. More lemon. Why? Because lemon is a purely anionic food. Again, it's supporting your liver. And it also increases the vitamin C. And your body needs a certain threshold of vitamin C to absorb the non-heme iron, the plant-based iron, and all the greens. There is vitamin C in the greens, but it's always a good idea to add that lemon just to make sure that your body um, has extra so you can really absorb it. And then there's also about 30% fruit. And the classic of fruit, again, if you're going to make a whole like blender full or Vitamix full, uh, is apple pear banana. Um Pectin in apple has a very special cleansing property and pear is one of the highest fiber fruits and it also has some really great properties. These are two of my top foods in the beauty detox foods uh, where I list out some of the best beauty foods. And then banana is great because of the potassium and because it it's just a little, it's not, it's not even that, that much per serving, but it adds a nice sweetness. You can freeze ripe bananas, throw them in the freezer. It just smooths out the texture of the smoothie and it makes it really palatable to have so many greens. They balance each other out really, really nicely. Yes, exactly. And you know what, Ella? I, we say have it in the morning, but it's also a great mid-afternoon snack too. I, I can't say enough about it. I get so excited because I worked <laughs> with so many different people. You know, I, I worked with these big, these big, huge men. You know, part of part of what I do is getting people ready for film roles, and this isn't just oh, this is for weight loss or whatever. Mm-hmm. It gets you to the right weight, but let's say you're really interested in supporting muscle tone and just having a lot of energy. I mean, some of these superhero guys I've worked with, some of these these big men, um, people like Chris Hemsworth and Channing Tatum, they have the glow and green smoothie too, and it helps give them energy. So, you know, now I'm um, pregnant. I'm in my third trimester. Mm-hmm. And as, as you know, Ella, and any mom out there, you need energy especially in your third trimester. And so it's been this amazing food, this amazing recipe that's so supportive for so many different people. And I think it's because it's it's natural. We were meant to have a lot of fruits and vegetables. You look at the shape of our digestive tract and it's similar to a gorilla's. It's squiggly wiggly. It's not short and straight the way a tiger or a lion, the way these, carna- these um, carnivores are in nature because we're meant to eat a lot of this. So it just restores your energy and you know what? Your skin will look amazing. So what tips should we carry on throughout the day? So we started our day. Sure. We've got some digestive enzymes. We've got our glowing green smoothie. We are now glowing. We are charged up for the day. Let's say we have a heavier meal later. What strategies do you have for us to make the most of that day? So in general, um, let's say you're getting to lunch, um, something to strive towards if you if you're wanting to maintain health and youthfulness and beauty and energy is this whole idea of acidity alkalinity. And so in general, I encourage people 
Even if you choose to eat meat, you don't need to eat meat at every meal. And so a good sort of general rule is just trying to get more plant-based meals in, exploring more of the quinoa and the lentils and you know, some nuts and certain things. Just by trying, striving towards, let's say dinner is when you're with your kids and your husband and whoever, or you're going to dinner with friends, then you can have that, um, you know, fish or chicken with vegetables. Try and eat more plant-based lunches. The reason is, you know, lunch is in the middle of the day. You still need to go to work or you're running after your kids. Here's where you can have a lot of fiber-packed meals. You can have a big salad. You can have a vegetable soup. You could get, um, you know, there's a, I have hundreds and hundreds of recipes, too, with different ideas. Um it's really easy. You could you could have a veggie wrap. You could throw together avocado on gluten-free bread with sprouts and make a meal in, in a minute. You know, you could have brown rice sushi, uh, avocado sushi rolls. Having a fibrous lunch in the middle of the day. I mean, imagine in Europe where they eat really heavy meals and at lunch. They have these, you know, meat and prosciutto. And then what do they do? They take a two-hour siesta. <laughs> If you eat really, really heavy through the day, you get tired. You're spending so much digestive energy that your body has to direct a lot of its energy into your stomach and then you don't think clearly. You're tired. So then what? Then you load up on caffeine and you try and prop yourself up and now suddenly you're having all that acidic caffeine, which by the way, your liver has to process and you just get more and more imbalanced. So start with a light morning, you know, have... Uh, try and have more plant-based lunches, depending where you work. If there's a cafeteria, get a nice big salad base. And then dinner, I say keep it simple. Here's where if you if you want to eat your animal protein, you could have chicken or fish with a salad and a bunch of vegetables. Um, just simple meals digest better. And now at the end of the day, you don't need to go back to work, which is where you can really relax and eat properly and be with your family, eat, hopefully eating a couple hours before bed. Here's where you can just, uh, you know, have a, a little bit of a heavier meal because you're not eating until the next morning. Kimberly, let me throw some ideas at you and you give me your feedback on them. Sure. Digestive enzymes, which are present in your body naturally, but you're saying you can stoke your digestive fire by taking digestive enzymes. Do you take them before every meal? Yes. Um, digestive enzymes are what I call like a bulletproof vest. Like they help keep them in your purse, keep them in your car. They contain lipase to break down fats and proteins to break down proteins, so on and so forth. So you would take them before a heavy meal. You would take them before um, eating something cooked and heavier. I w- you don't need to take them before having the glowing green smoothie. But if a meal's lacking a lot of raw, a lot of its own food enzymes, it does help to break them down faster. So you could keep some around. So I take digestive enzymes before dinner because that's going to be a mm-hmm. heavier meal for me typically. So I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And remembering them is actually the battle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Probiotics was next on my list. I know you're passionate about this topic. So go. <laughs> so I, I am. Oh, my gosh. I'm a big fan of SBO probiotics, which are soil-based organism probiotics. Again, you go in the store and there's shelves and shelves and everything's 50 billion culture count and 36 strains, like everything's about the numbers, but none of that matters if it, unless it really nourishes your system. And so the soil-based organism probiotics mimic how our ancestors used to pull carrots and romaine from the earth and not scrub everything. They didn't have running water. They would just eat it and they would eat a little bit of the dirt. And this dirt had, contains mother nature 
created this perfect mix of bacterium in the soil, which really nourishes um, the soil to create organic produce and it nourishes our guts. So, you know, Ella, there's different clinical studies on acidophilus and bifidobacterium, certain strains, but you look at who's behind that research. And a lot of times clinical studies are supported or funded by big business you know, uh, companies like big yogurt companies, which have a vested interest, those are some of the strains in their products, for instance. <clears throat> so some of the strains in the SBO, SBOs you don't necessarily know about, um, you haven't heard about, but that's because they come from nature. And so what happens is these SBO strains go into your gut, they completely help to restore probiotics are friendly bacteria. Um, there's a bacterium balance, there's an ecology in your gut. And the world that we live in today with stress and, you know, pollution, additives in the food supply, heavy metals in the water supply, just walking out in the world, (laughs) our friendly bacteria gets wiped out and it gets overwhelmed by the so-called bad bacteria. When that happens, you can, you won't absorb nutrition as well. Your liver function can falter. You don't manufacture B vitamins the way that you should in your gut. Hmm. You, um, you'll feel, you could be experience more fatigue, more illness, your immunity drops, you get more bloated. Chronic bloating is a big symptom of impaired gut function. Um, as I mentioned, spaciness and lower energy. So again, maybe even the, the easiest step that you can do taking the right probiotics, because it's something that, you know, I say there's no magic pills, but probiotics come pretty close because <laughs> by taking them every day, you're helping your body, you're supporting your body's function. It's not like taking a bunch of micronutrients, taking the right probiotics helps your body to absorb nutrition and to optimize your digestion. So I think that those are the most important ones. Okay. I will link to a soil-based organism probiotic to show people an example of that. And Kimberly, do you have any on your site that you recommend? Because I'll link to that as well. Yes, okay. yes. We have ones on our site that are 95% SBO probiotics. The reason that I, I, I don't put anything, I put, you'll see I put so few things on my site. It's only things that I take and I've taken for a long time and I really believe in. So that's the one thing, you know, through my acne, <laughs> through my constipation, through my bloating, my waking, the one thing that I felt really saved me. Okay, next one, magnesium. Sure. So uh, again, back to this idea, it's not just what you're putting in, it's also what you're cleaning out on an ongoing basis. Imagine, Ella, if you um, never cleaned your office and the papers just stacked up and you kept adding new pretty frames and pictures, and but you never swept and you never vacuumed. You could have all the pretty things you wanted, but you're never, it's just going to get more and more cluttered in there and there's less space. Same thing in your body. You'd be amazed at how many women I meet with and they, they tell me how infrequently they have a bowel movement. And even when they do, it just it's just not enough is coming out in general. Um, and even if you do have frequent bowel movements, it doesn't necessarily mean that all the acids and the wastes are coming out efficiently. So magnesium coupled with nasal oxygen is a way that, especially when you're shifting your diet, especially when you're incorporating more fiber and more enzymes, what it does is it gets between your colon wall and the old waste and it gently helps to flush things out. It's not a laxative. It's not irritating. It's not habit forming. It's just giving your body extra support in um, flushing out 
And magnesium helps uh, to relax the muscles in your bowel. It's so important. It's just the analogy I was saying where so many people focus on what they're eating and they don't focus on cleaning out. Okay, so it's the it's the magnesium and the oxygen yes. combination that are yes. actually super hydrating for the colon. Yeah, it just has a, has a very flushing. Whereas a, a, a laxative is irritating and, and creates you know expulsion and can weaken your um, adrenals and also weaken peristalsis. This is this is natural and um, as you, as you say, it just helps to clean out your system and keep you cleaner long term. Listen, I don't travel without magnesium oxide, and mm-hmm. I also take it on a regular basis at mm-hmm. night. It's it's in my nightstand, and I'll mm-hmm. I just consider that a part of my routine. So me too. It's the best. You just want to keep things moving. And again, this is not habit forming, guys. No. I, I would and never it's recommend also the not herbal. You know, there's a popular herb out there called Senna, and people take it in a tea or they take it in a capsule form. And that is, you can, um, you can really overdo Senna. You can weaken your bowels. It's very dangerous to take long term. I would only say do that in an emergency. Otherwise, that's not something that you want to take long term at all. Yeah, Senna is essentially a laxative made out of natural products. Yeah, yeah. It, it can irritate. It can weaken the adrenals. Um, it can weaken your bowels. So just be very careful. Um, again, it's 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 kind of like you know, you you look in the antacid aisle and oh my gosh, it's massive. Instead of changing one's diet, people turn to these antacids. And I feel like people, I've met people that tell me, oh, I just, I need to take Senna, otherwise I don't poop. And I just think, oh, but you know, why don't we change what you're eating and looking at that? And then um, maybe you wouldn't be so dependent on having to take it. So, you know, there's, there's reasons behind, there's root causes behind these issues. Kimberly, I know this has been lightning fast, and I know we'll gen up some questions from the audience, which I will happily take, guys, and then get Kimberly back on the show to answer them. But the next time we speak, Kimberly, I suspect you will be a mommy. Yes, I'm I'm about six weeks away. Kimberly, congratulations and all of our love and congratulations to you. That is wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, we're really excited and and I'm excited to, you know, to talk to you all again. Any support I can give to you and your listeners. I am really passionate about spreading this. I think we could all work together just to be healthier, feel our best, and it doesn't have to be complicated. (laughs) Well, Kimberly, I know that people can find you everywhere they consume social media, and I will direct them accordingly, but where is your hub? Yes, uh, yeah, I think the hub is the site. You know, I I publish blogs every day, and there's lots of recipes, and and social media is on there, so if you guys come check it out on uh, KimberlyCenter.com, and also Ella, our podcast, Beauty Inside Out with Kimberly Snyder. We had an amazing one with you as well. We had a great time. I will make sure that we share that show with everybody. We had such a good time. Kimberly, thank you so much. I'll let you go on about your busy day, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Me as well, Ella. Thank you. Be well. Bye now. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.